What's up, principals, and welcome to the Principal Crew Podcast. My name is Adam Welcome. I'm a principal. I'm the host of this podcast, and this is the podcast that is all about principals all of the time. And I'm so excited about our guest today coming all the way from the great state of Nebraska, Aaron Gonzalez. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. Totally excited. And we were talking before we came on the air that I was actually at the Nebraska State Principal Conference last year in Lincoln, Nebraska. And the, the memory just popped up on my Facebook and I couldn't believe it. It had only been a year. It felt like five years ago, I think just because of COVID and everything that's happening, things, time's slowing down, but um, it seems like it seems like we were just there in Lincoln and had a, it was an awesome time in, in that downtown. It was definitely, it was a great conference. And, you know, we have a great state organization here that provides some awesome PD and great speakers like you that come out and inspire us to be innovators and um, be the best we can be. Yeah. Thanks. No, I want to, um, I want to get back to Lincoln because I was there during when it wasn't football season, but that stadium <laughs> at the University of Nebraska, yeah. you know, I'm driving in, you fly into, into um, Omaha and, you know, take the, take the drive over to Lincoln and you come into town and then that stadium is just looming. It's, it's huge. so massive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to come back. But yeah. Aaron, for people that don't know who you are, tell us about yourself, where you're from, where you work, what you do, just kind of, kind of give us the lowdown. Sounds good. Well, I am a mom of four kids. Um, so they are my number one um, in my life. And um, my youngest is three. And then I have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. So um, they keep me pretty busy when I'm outside of school. Um, and I'm married to my husband, Matt, who um, is a huge supporter of me. So that's a, a a big piece um, of so being a principal is really tough and having a good support system at home is key. Um, and he works in education as well. He's an advisor at our local community college. And um, I am currently the principal at Harvey Oaks Elementary School in Miller, Nebraska, Miller Public Schools, um, which is a part of Omaha. And um, I've been here for five years. It's a pre-K five building um, with about 350 students. And then before that, I was a principal um, near Lincoln um, in Crete, Nebraska, which was um, a very large building. Um, it was my first principalship, and I walked into a building of 650 kindergarten through fourth grade students and 200 preschoolers and 100 staff members. So um, I learned a ton um, being down there and... Um, getting acclimated to the principalship and then was able to come back home um, to Omaha where I'm from and um, be in one of the most amazing school districts um, in the state and I believe in the country. So we have, we have incredible leaders um, that lead with love and compassion and care about their staff. And um, I have the best staff in the world. They are just incredible, especially with what we've been going through this last year. Um, it's been quite the challenge and um, we've actually been in person the entire time. So um, other than when we were locked down um, 
in the spring. We, the last quarter was spent at home remotely, um, but we came back in person and we have been in person in, um, and are just finishing up our second quarter. So we have a lot to be proud of um, at Harvey Oaks and in Millard. Yeah, I love when I love when educators or just people in general brag about <laughs> where they work. No, you know, it, it's important yeah. because I talk to a lot of people, Aaron, in, in the work that I've done and the work that I do. And it, it's not something that people will sometimes offer up or, you know, no, no organization is perfect. We, we know that. And I, and, you know, I know there, that you're not saying that, but just the, just the love and respect that you have for, for where you live and where you work. And I can tell people, um, you know, when I started traveling and, and speaking, I've had the opportunity to, to spend some time in Nebraska and just the, the nicest people, some of the, like the, the cutest, most darling downtowns and just awesome conversation and the new rental car, uh, setup that they have at the Omaha airport is absolutely awesome. You just walk across that bridge and it's all right there. So shout out to Omaha, <laughs> Omaha airport for, for really getting it done. And, you know, you also brought up something too about your spouse, Matt. So shout out to all the spouses out there. It's been, it's been, it's becoming a theme on this podcast that principals are just really giving credit and talking about their spouses. And I think I need to do some special episodes where I actually interview the spouse of a principal. So I may be, I may be hitting you up to get Matt on the podcast to say, yo, man, like, what is it? What is it like just living and supporting and uh, being married to, to a principal? Because I think it is a, it's a unique position uh, to be in where, you know, you have a family of four and you also have a team of hundreds at school and, um, so with all that being said, what is, what has been the biggest challenge this school year? As we know, every, every district, every state's in a little bit different situation. Some places are in hybrid, you're in person in California. Most of the schools have been virtual all year long. I, I have two kids, a second and a fourth grader, and we've been doing virtual school all year long. And every, every situation has presented unique, unique challenges, but what has been your biggest challenge this school year so far? It's, it's that my role looks completely different than it's ever looked. Um, I had to kind of become more of the cheerleader and the person that takes things off of people's plates so that they can focus on the good work of teaching our kids. Um, my, my teachers are just stellar. They are, we have, we have students in person, but we also have a remote option. Mm. So they are actually teaching students in their classroom and students at home at the same time. Mm. So, and I think that's been their biggest challenge. And, um, and so my challenge throughout this time, has been to make sure that I take things, take everything I can off their plates so that they can focus on this extra responsibility of of these students that are remote as well, because they are they're doing Zooms three times a day at least with groups of students while they're teaching live in person too. So it's been interesting, but oh my gosh, my teachers are incredible. Well, shout out to Aaron's teachers and all the teachers out there and all the principals that are really growing a lot this year. I am back in the principalship. I just 
am back in two and a half weeks in. So imagine just coming into a school that's all virtual. Uh, I haven't met any students except for Zoom and only a handful of teachers because a lot of teachers are teaching from home. And you know what? People are like, how's it going? I'm like, it's going awesome. And people look at me kind of like I'm crazy, but because it is what you make of it. Any situation is what you make of it. I mean, I mean, period. Um, so Aaron, talk about, I think this is an important topic. I've had a lot of conversations with people over the years. You were a principal, you said in a different district, and then you kind of came home. And I think a lot of people, and I would say, especially in more rural areas, just because there's less opportunity in less districts, because there's just fewer people, people tend to stay in a place like where I live in California, there's probably 15 school districts within a 30 minute drive of where I live. So, you know, if you're not kind of happy somewhere, you can look for opportunity elsewhere, but what are the benefits of going somewhere else to work? Cause I think a lot of people are afraid of that change. No, oh my gosh. And it can feel like a divorce, but sometimes that's, that's a good thing to just gain perspective. So what is your perspective on that? Oh, this is, this is something I'm pretty, pretty passionate about. And um, early in my principalship, I talked to um, new principals. We have emerging um, administrators for, through our NCSA, um, our state organization that we, we work with. And I tell them, I, I worked really hard in a district that was in, in the Omaha area um, as a teacher, tried to take on some roles and it was really competitive in the bigger districts mm. um and i needed to look elsewhere and i i was i was willing to go out of my comfort zone to find the opportunity that was going to be right for me to help me grow um professionally and be in the position that i wanted to be in um so i looked in a variety of places and um and ended up you know about an hour and a half away from Omaha, um, in a place where I knew no one. And, um, my, my husband was like, okay, we're going and very <laughs> supportive of it. <laughs> um, and you know, I had two little kids that were, um, one and three at the time. And we, we literally just picked everything up and went and took the risk. And it was the best decision I have ever made. And I will tell anyone that I meet that, you know, if, if you're not getting that opportunity, it is okay to look in other places, it's okay to branch out. It's it's networking your you know your and growing your professional um, learning network. It's it it created so many more opportunities for me. Um, just knowing different parts of our state, different regions in our in our state, um, it it was awesome. And it was it was a school that had lots of challenges, um, but also a school that I felt like. I can make a big difference in as well. Um, and it, it was, it was the best decision that I have ever made. So, and then I felt, you know, four years into it that I was ready to come back um, to Omaha and started looking for positions here and just was so blessed to be able to come um, to Miller. So, but it was the, the foundation that I built down in Crete that helped me get to where I am today yeah. so no matter what you are going to learn and you're going to push yourself as a leader 
I mean, Aaron, I've talked to so many educators over the years that will reach out to me on social media and say, hey, there's this, there's that. What should I do? And I, and I tell them, I said, you should leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. And people are like, but, 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 but I'm like, well, you know, complaining is not a strategy on the Adam welcome podcast. My other podcast actually yesterday was my, the topic was complaining is not a strategy. And if you just think things are not going to get better and you've given it a college try of working with your colleagues and your, and your superiors and building relationships, like you got to give yeah. it a chance. And if, nothing else fails, then, you know, you, you need to go somewhere else. So yes, with that being, with that being said, if, if you were talking to a group of aspiring leaders, maybe people that were teachers that wanted to get into administration or maybe assistant principals that wanted to become principals, I get this question all the time. What should I be doing? How should I prepare myself? What should I do to put myself out there? What would be your advice, Aaron, to people that are looking to make that step in their career to a leadership position? Well, I think trying to find all the opportunities you can to um, soak up the experiences of where you're at at that moment. Mm. Um, you know, when I, I was really lucky my last year of teaching that my principal gave me lots of leadership opportunities within the class within while I was, while I was still teaching um, that really gave me some, some great um, knowledge and skill set. Um, that helps me leap into that next position. Um, talk to other principals. Um, networking is huge. Oh my gosh. I, I thrive on getting information from other people, um, people from across the state um, and getting to know them and, and talking with them about their experiences um, has really, really helped launch me into where I'm at right now too. So I think that that's really important just to make sure that you're making connections with other people. Um, I don't think you can ever really prepare for a principal interview. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that <laughs> for sure. And yeah. the ones that I've done have been like night and day from each other too. So yeah. um, you just got to be yourself and be authentic. And um, I don't know, relationships key. And if you know how to build relationships um, with staff and students and can talk to that, that's huge. Um, never really realized how important that was until, you know, in hindsight, um, after being in Crete and coming here and knowing what, what the, the value of those relationships um, with staff and families and students are. Um, so, yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. I think we could do a whole podcast on interview advice. And I think, oh my gosh, yes. I think, I think my, <laughs> my best, my best advice is to be yourself, to laugh yes. and to talk about kids, yes. because I've been on the other yes. side of the table where I've helped to be a part of a hiring committees for principals. And so many candidates just never talk about kids. And yeah. there are so many functionalities of the job that are important, but Hey, I want to, you know, talk about kids and it's it, same goes for, for teachers, you know, being uh, when you're interviewing teachers, I would say too, to add to your advice for aspiring leaders is it is okay. And I don't know if pushy is the right word, but I was definitely pushy as a teacher in the fact that I would reach out to other principals and I would say, Hey, can I come and shadow you? 
when I was a teacher yeah. and then I applied to be summer school principal and I would get an interview and I wouldn't get the job. They would, they would hire veteran principals to be summer school principals because they wanted the extra money. And I was like, Hey, I want the experience. And I, mm-hmm. I met with directors and I met with assistant superintendents. And then years later, I'm interviewing for a vice principal job that I ended up getting the second job that I ever uh, interviewed for. And people on that panel that were interviewing me were principals that I had shadowed with or I had yeah. talked with. So they already had that association of Adam yeah. Welcome. And then fast forward five years later, the district where I ended up getting a principal job hired a leadership coach. She was a retired administrator from my previous district that I had met with years and years and years ago yeah. about summer school principal. And it was just those relationships. And she said, yeah. Adam, I remember, I remember years yeah. ago when you were just like 27 years old and you wanted to get into leadership and you were just excited and you wanted to learn. And, you know, like, like I said, pushy isn't the yeah. right word. It was just, it was just longing for more and, and yeah, putting-, putting yourself out there and taking those opportunities and just, and trying to go for those opportunities, even if you, even if you don't get that position, putting yourself out there. And so people get to know who you are, get mm-hmm. to know what kind of a person you are. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And you know, you're not going to get all those positions. And I also recommend to people to apply for jobs that you actually don't want that are maybe farther away from where you live for the interview experience. And yeah. some people, some people may not like that, but the first admin job that I applied for to interviewed was a high school principal, high school assistant principal. And I had, I'd been an elementary teacher my entire life. And I, and I was thinking, well, this is a stretch, but I want an admin job. I'm going to go for it. And I was, I was, I was second. I was, I, I got second, you know, I didn't get the job, but the experience was so important because two weeks later is when I had that interview for the elementary assistant principal job that I ended up getting. And I'm so glad I had that experience yeah. because yeah. to your point, Aaron, they're, you can try to prepare for a principal interview or a leadership interview, but it's really hard unless you're actually doing that. So, yeah. So that, that leads me to my next question, which you started to talk about where is to what you're doing now. Talk about NAESP. NAESP has been a game changer for me. I was a member of my state organization in California. And then I, joined NASP years and years and years ago and went to the principal conference in Long Beach, which is actually where uh, Todd and I started Kids Deserve It. And just that opened up my my world of just leadership. So talk about NASP, talk about what you're doing now, talk about the conference in Chicago this summer that people better sign up and come to. Mm -hmm. I'm signed up. I'm already coming. So yeah, go for it, Aaron. So we have a state organization called the Nebraska Council of School Administrators. Um, I have been involved with that, uh, that organization for all nine years um, that I've been a principal. Um, down in Crete, where I was before, um, we relied on our um, NCSA and NAESP a lot more down there. Um, just because we were kind of all in our own silos down there. I was the only elementary principal in my district. And so having that network of other principals to be able to collaborate with and um, do professional development with um, was, was amazing. So coming back up here, I um, got involved in our local region um, and was secretary of our local region where we put on um, leadership conferences for our students um, in the metro area. We do um, grants for teachers here um, and have lots of 
great opportunities and, and professional learning for our, our uh, members in the, in the local area. Um, and then I was encouraged when I actually, it, it's kind of all funny how it all happened. I went down as the representative for my region last year to the state principals conference and all of the people that were on that board were people I had known from when I was in Crete. So it was really, really interesting. And they're like, you know what, you really need to get involved in the state level at the state level. And so I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. This is kind of a big deal and not really sure. And um, the president at the time just really encouraged me to, um, to, take it on. And I was elected um, this last year as the president-elect for the state organization. Um, so this year I'm kind of learning my job. And um, next year I'll be in charge of the state principals conference with the um, secondary principal um, president. And um, we bring in um, professional development for all of our members. Um, we will be attending the, the national conference in Chicago this summer. I'm so yeah. excited. This will be the first time that I have um, attended. So oh, cool. the next three years, I'm kind of in, in, in it for the, for the, the next three years for sure. So I'm so excited to just network that the networking piece and the just, you know, I don't know, the connections that you make with people are so important in our job. Um, and I'm really, really excited to be able to do that at the, at the national level now too. So um, we represent Nebraska. Yeah. If you, if you are listening and you haven't drinking the networking Kool-Aid, <laughs> I, I mean, Aaron is preaching right now, but so good. I would, I would just re-preach the fact that you know, bold statement from Adam. Some of my best friends throughout the country are our principals, and I met them via a Twitter chat or a national conference. And some of them I've actually never met in person, which sounds really weird. But until you're a connected leader or a connected educator, you don't really understand. But I know what you're going through, Aaron, because I'm a principal and you're going through something very similar. And we have, you know, we're just kindred spirits in that, in that sense. And just, uh, if I need something, I mean, I do it. Like I called my a friend the other day. I'm like, Hey, I'm dealing with this here in my new district. Like, what are you guys doing for this? And we talked it through I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. Because I can call people here in my district, but it's also nice to call somebody somewhere else. That's just has a different take on it and they don't know kind of all the inner workings. It's just a, it's just a powerful tool. So um, I have a question. I'm wondering if you had the choice to have a different job for a day, what would it be and why? And if, and if you could have a different job for a year, what would it be and why? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, I am a, a closet chef. I guess oh. I love to cook. Um, and I would probably choose that one for a day. <laughs> <laughs> and this other one is like super weird. And, but I would, I always wanted to be a hairdresser. Interesting. Yeah. Why? So, like, I don't know. I just think it's fun <laughs> to like change people's looks and <laughs> yeah. It's Did you cool, have... not even 
close to what I'm doing right now. But did you, you have know, sisters I, growing up where you like no. did like hair hair salon or something? Not. No, funny. I had a brother. No. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why, because he wouldn't let yeah. you like braid his hair or something. Right? <laughs> exactly. Well, and now I have three girls, so I'm you know. I've got a, I've got a lot of hair to do right now. I feel like a hairdresser some days. So. Well, I feel like I own a nail salon because I have a daughter, and I was, I was painting her nails last yeah. night for years. I've, you know, she's like, "Daddy, can you do Daddy's nail salon?" So you know, of course, I, yep. she gets out the paint, and and I, I paint her nails, and uh, it's fun to kind of think about what else, what else could I do or what I do, but yeah. I have a, I have a scenario for you, Aaron. The, yeah. the president of the United States calls you and says, Aaron. I want you to come to Washington, D.C., and I want you to be in charge of public education for our country. You are going to be the new Secretary of Education. Wow. Yeah. What changes would you make? What would be your priorities? Um, early childhood education, without mm. a doubt. Mm. I am a huge proponent of early childhood education. It should be free for all of our um, little ones, yep. and um, it should be universal, and everybody should have it. It's that is where we have to begin. Um, Three-year-olds <laughs> are, if we can get them as early as possible, um, the research shows that they'll be more successful later on in life and, and contribute to our society and the, the, it pays dividends. So I'm a huge, huge proponent of that. Um, I actually, the NAESP, going back to that, they have a pre-K through three leadership academy program. Mm. Um, that I was in the first Nebraska cohort last year and it's, it's incredible. So anybody's ever offered that you should do it, but um, definitely early childhood. And I really think college needs to be free, at least a community college. So people can have opportunities um, to contribute back to the society. Aaron, you so, are so many people are like uh, in so much debt <laughs> from uh, college still. So we're paying on my husband still. So yeah. We're 40 years old. So it's, yeah. Yeah, Aaron, you are speaking my language for sure. And, uh, you know, when you said you had 200 pre-K preschool students, and I I think back to, you know, the preschool piece, it's, I mean, early, early childhood is just, is so important. And I'm a hundred percent with you. I I feel that college should be free because uh, I had, when I went to graduate school, I had like $60,000 in debt for my, for my, for my credentials and my masters. And I regret it. I mean, it's thankfully my wife and I have paid it off, but I, it's, I don't think it was the education was worth it, but the private school price and all of that, you know, it's just, it it limited me for, for years on what I could do or saving money. And it's a, it's a big inhibitor of, of people doing things. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we definitely, yeah, hundred percent. The the whole you know community college in California actually, I think community college is is free, or if it's not, it's 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 like ridiculously inexpensive. But mm-hmm. that yeah. uh that conversation needs to change. So something that a, a a big thing about this podcast that I love is talking to amazing leaders like you, Aaron, and I also just love to pass off the microphone um, to end this podcast. What would you like to say to all the leaders out there across the world that are, that are listening. I just think with the times that we're in right now, um, you all need to take a minute and think about all that you've accomplished this last year um, during this pandemic. We have done incredible things for our students. We've done incredible things for our teachers. And I 
think we all have a lot to be proud of. Um, and focusing on that positive will just carry us through until the end of this pandemic and get us back to normal as soon as we possibly can. So be proud of yourself. You guys are doing good work. Yeah, uh, I could not agree more. Aaron Gonzalez, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know how busy it is to be a principal and have four kids and <laughs> the holidays are coming, but uh, I can't wait to hang out again this summer in Chicago. Again, yeah, if you are wait. not a member of NAASP or your local organization. And if you have not signed up to go to NAASP this summer in Chicago, you got to sign up. Chicago is one of my favorite cities in this country. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. You're going to meet new people. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. You're going to push yourself. And uh, we'll just get to get to hang out as human beings. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Aaron, thank you so much, my friend. And Thanks, I hope Adam. that you all have an absolutely amazing day. What's up, everyone? Hey, before we go today, I got to give a shout out to NAESP and NASSP, the National Association of Elementary School Principals and the National Association of Secondary School Principals. If you are not a member of these national organizations, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I was a member of my state organization for years, and I found that I got so much out of the national organization. They have conferences, they have webinars, they have so many different assets and tools for principals that are doing the job. NAESP.org and NASSP.org. Join up, sign up, connect with them on social media. You will not regret it. NAESP.org and NASSP.org are the national organizations for elementary and secondary school principals.